As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. And we are continuing the horror for October, as I have Shore joining the show. Welcome. Hey, Josh. Thanks so much for um, inviting me on. Absolutely. So I don't know if you have anything you want to talk about. I know you said you've been doing some other guest appearances on podcasts. If you want to promote any of those that are coming out, if you know of any. Yeah. Um. So, so far, I've actually done one recording with someone by Creep Your Socks Off. So I'll post that when it's live. That's uh, been kind of fun. It's funky. He's brand new to the game. So we actually both recorded his first episode, which was oh, my wow. first episode. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you get to see, uh, you get to see me in the raw. <laughs> and it was, it was fun though. Um, I think it's an hour long. So brace yourselves if you do decide to listen to that. But it's about, um, um, the theremin, which is a um, instrument device. So I think most of you know that. Um, most, I did a poll on it if you'd heard of it before, and a lot of my a lot of my followers said yes, you dummy. Um, they knew what it was, so I didn't. It was learning curve for me. And then I have another uh, podcast that I will be on um, later this week. On I think I record Tuesday, and. <laughs> The Good, the Bad, and the Sequel, and I will be talking about um, The Bride of Reanimator. So those are the, including you, those are the three, and there actually is one other, but I'm going to leave that as a spicy surprise because it's my favorite, and it will be me doing a solo solo lecture for someone. So, Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, it'll be more on the serious end of me actually discussing... um, something in a serious tone and not me goofing off okay all right so some people know i met i met you through horror twitter that's where we we came to connect yeah and uh and i appreciated you reaching out i listened to your show and i i've raved to you privately how much of a (laughs) fan i am so i hope more people find you i'm glad i found you awesome glad to hear it and i appreciate that so Let's go ahead and we'll get this ball rolling. We're going to, oh my goodness, I can't remember, late 80s, Nick Cage. We're going to talk about Vampire's Kiss. It's just too much for Peter Lowe. Yep, 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 yep. Work is too much like work. There you are. Girls. Want to join me? They're never there when you need them. And love. is like a vampire's kiss, starring Nicolas Cage. I'll never do that again. Rated R. Starts Friday in select cities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my favorite movie this year for horror is Vampire's Kiss with Nicholas Kim Coppola, I believe is his birth name, known by Nick Cage. Uh, Coppola, yes. Coppola. I didn't Coppola. know that. I, I found that out researching this for you. Um, oh, Awesome. Yeah, he's related to Francis Ford Coppola, the famous director. See, wow, I guess that's Hollywood in a nutshell. 
but he plays a character called Peter Lowe. And I'm not kidding. It's like, it's, uh, it's ingrained in my brain. Um, his voice is like a Keanu Reeves character-esque, just <sighs> vampire. So mm -hmm. yes, that is, that is what we will be discussing. Yeah. All right. So let's start. When did you first see this? I found it um, in the hardest month of 2021. So gosh, let's say that was February or March, still on the tail end of 20, hoping things would be better from 2020. But um, yeah, earlier in the year, I, I think a lot of horror fans can resonate. Um, it was probably a hard week or two for me emotionally or overall as a human. And I stumbled upon it and it made me laugh. I mean, I was the entire film I'm smiling because it's Nicolas Cage in a, his laboratory. I think that's even what he refers to it as um, when he was filming. Um, he's wild in it. If you haven't seen this, him and he's young, it's him and like his, his what, how old was he? 35? I'm guessing. I don't, I don't even, I don't even know if he was that old actually. Yeah. He's young. I mean, he's, he's young. He's, he's an adult. He's in his little prime male whatever um but he's he's great in it and i think he i think this is I, i've 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 listened to other podcasts on this um and i heard he really kind of i think played the little um um sassy actor he he went all out i think as much as he could i think he pushed buttons and you can see that in this film yeah it's complete body horror though like that's what type of film this is it's just body horror i love it yeah and he, he was 24 when this movie came out so yeah he was you, very young you, oh my gosh yeah wow. just looked it up yeah he's ahead of his time 24 really 20, that's younger 20. than i am Jeez, well, what a, probably, that's what shows a great actor right josh like yeah no i also discovered this movie this year i had heard about it for a while and just never watched it until i actually watched it maybe around the same time as you did. I, I didn't realize you discovered this so recently for you to love it so much. But uh, yeah, I discovered it in the early part of the year and then I rewatched it for this, obviously. So why don't you yeah. tell a little bit about what it's about? I know you talk about him and the vampire, but yeah. do a little synopsis. Um, so uh, he is a <laughs> kind of <laughs> overtly privileged New York kind of, um, hot shot in the late 18, I mean, sorry, the late 1980s. So I think it's filmed in 89. Um, and it, it's what it, it's essentially a body horror. Um, so it's vampire-esque. It, it, there's no legitimate monsters in it. Am I allowed to give spoilers on this show? Or do uh, you want to you typically I'm, don't, but if you want to give a spoiler warning, no. you can. I'm, I'm going to be mindful and no, I'll create all the intrigue and hopefully people watch it and tell me their thoughts on it. Um, but uh, yeah, so essentially it's this guy in New York played by Nicolas Cage. So it's extra fun from the get go. Um, partying. He's 24 in reality, but I guess you think he's like 35 and successful. <laughs> um, and you kind of watch the demise of this character becoming a, um, a vampire. And it's, um, it's, it's just this in, uh, deep and deep and deeper decline of this professional who everyone wants to be. If you're either in New York or in LA, you, 
you to admire this person. So you can't take your eyes off this train wreck that Nicolas Cage goes all out on. And yeah, that's, that's my spoiler free summary. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, you get to witness Nicolas Cage uh, be a, a, a vampire. I can't do his accent, but no. He, yeah, speaking of the acts, I got to ask you, have you seen The Color Out of Space? I have not. Um, does he do the same voice in that? Because I will watch it tonight. Well, that's the thing. It's like he plays it serious. And then like the last third, all of a sudden he goes into Peter Lowe. And I was like, what? Wait a minute. What? Okay. Like, like it just shocked the hell out of me when all of a sudden he switched it to a Peter Lowe voice. Seriously? Did you hear how he was inspired to do that voice? Uh, no, I don't think I've heard that. So I, again, one of the podcasts I was listening to said that he, um, it, it was inspired by his father who apparently would talk like that when he was trying to sound professional. Um, it was like a transatlantic New York accent or something. <laughs> okay. So he was mocking his father, I guess. I mean, please do not give me 90% on this factoid, but it's, it was it was like something he thought people thought was a successful voice. And I mean, it's not, it's, it's, it's comedic. It's what made me love the movie. You can't take it serious. And it's right. not so, it's not so bad. It's like a, it's like an ignorant, arrogant, cocky voice that people wouldn't realize they do or accent, I guess. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I love that he kept that years later. I would love to see the, um, hear him do that again yeah so check out color out of space uh when i watched it, it was on shutter i guess it's still there but yeah he plays it straight and then all of a sudden he switches in the like last third like i said into peter low <laughs> it's, I'm, it's, I'm it's gonna, you will hear from me i will be watching this yeah now that that's based off hp lowcraft so that definitely gets some some goopiness going to it later in that movie <laughs> i'll take it love it all right, so let's let's go with this. If you got if you had a chance to see a sequel to this, what would you want to see? Okay, I had to think about this for a minute because <laughs> um, I won't spoil it, but it was a challenging question, and I thought, oh, okay, I have to almost reword this um, very appropriately, where he wakes up from a dream and is a legitimate vampire, like like full blown. Dracula-esque uh, <laughs> looks looks it feels it you like the on camera you, you you're like you understand that's the legitimate image you're being shown and <laughs> I giggle because <laughs> I instantly thought of like the Twilight sequel where they go to Rome or some something <laughs> and I'm like yep he would go to Transylvania he gets like refined treatment but it's still funny like he still talks in that goofy voice but it's like it's not <laughs> anyway so as a sequel I think it'd be great if you took Peter Lowe as Peter Lowe the vampire and threw him in a European small country town <laughs> but he still has that New York ego and he's charming to these foreign women and I mean, I don't know. I think you could actually work that into something if there was a revival of this movie. To me, I, I would I would watch it. Uh, I don't know. People apparently this was a, the initial film was a flop, and that bought that that annoys me tremendously. I don't. I want 
I want it to have a, a cult following. I really do. Well, I think it's got a cult following at this point. I think We're, that's that's a success. But yeah, initially a flop. I agree. I think I I'm to, at least I'm pretty sure. I need to stalk the people on uh, Letterboxd that like this film and like make them my my new best friends because I I love it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do do you even? I, can I throw a question back at you? Like, do have you thought of what a sequel could be? Or oh no, oh no, no. Okay. I don't. Think I mean, that. <laughs> I had to think about it. I get it. Yeah, that's the good thing. I always say it's on my side of the table. I don't think about these things. I just get yeah. to throw them out there. I love it. Yeah, you get to be fed. You get to be fed answers. Yes, exactly. Which leads to our next one, which this one, especially if you're just discovering this. Ooh, and I don't know how you do this, but how would who would you put in a remake of this? Easy, easy. Oh, OK. Uh, Keanu Reeves, because the voice, <laughs> the sex appeal. Um. So when you, oh, Bram, Stro- Bram Stoker, Dracula, his yeah. voice is stupid, but that's not even good. That's, that's, you watch that and you cringe. Um, low, you do not, you, you like, <laughs> it's Nicolas Cage. But, but I think Keanu Reeves and Cage do share a little bit of that goofy, like they can both be serious or, or taken lightly. I, I've thought about that. I really can't think of a lot of actors that are that um, like the flip of a coin can can play them um, with, I don't know, like er- eroticism almost of of seriousness or, or comedic. Um, like you can't th- say Will Ferrell like that guy's one lane only. Yeah. Um, but uh, Famke J- Jansen, hottest, hottest vampire I could think of. Um, She's in like Hemlock Grove on Netflix or like House on Haunted Hill, 1990s remake. Or I think most notably, she's Jean Grey in the X-Men franchise. Thank you. See, yes. I haven't, I'm, I have no, I have no Marvel DC um, etiquette. So <laughs> everyone in the world who's hearing this have no expectations of me and help me out whenever I need like Josh just <laughs> Yeah, no, I think those two, I mean, that, I mean, that's my little fantasy world of, uh, and the characters in, in that film, I see, like, I think Keanu can resonate with the goofiness that Peter Lowe is, like, he could, he could pull it off with that stupid voice, it's the voice that makes it for me, and the breakdown scene in New York at the end, (laughs) Um, and then I just think that uh, Famke's She's just, to me, this really um, succubus woman. And that's the, uh, you know, kind of the villain in, in Vampire's Kiss is like this sexy, seductive, is it succubus? What do we call her? Yeah, um, probably. Originally portrayed by Jennifer Beals. Yeah, she's not in much. Is, she, is, is this, is Jennifer Beals in a lot of stuff? I, I haven't seen her in much, but. I mean, she's famous for Flashdance. Oh, well. <laughs> shows my age I guess I don't know but uh apparently I heard that that um Cage and her had really 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 bad onset chemistry like really bad so oh okay interesting that this um I know you could kind of feel that in the dynamic but it works I guess because of the whole the film itself uh at the end of the film you could see that that dynamic in in retrospect could be or could not be perceived as healthy or unhealthy you know so right that was kind of a cool little like real life fact that I, I 
I uh, appreciated, I guess. Yeah, you got any got any more of those facts that you looked up while doing research? Uh, I didn't write them down. They were just things that I thought were really great. Um, do do do. I need like Jeopardy music for ten seconds. Um, <laughs> what else? I know that um, um, he was really. I heard that he was uh, that Cage was like a kind of difficult on this set i mean he's 24 i guess i thought he was 10 years older so apparently he was um pretty much taking the character and making it his own so it really is raw cage i mean it's, tw- it's a youthful cage it's it was him apparently he thought um there was a film right before this moonstruck he thought would be a big hit uh i'm not sure if it's moonstruck sorry people you might be yelling whatever it was prior to this so he went he went and just pushed himself on this and the directors had a hard time with like apparently you know the scene well, there's a scene where he destroys his apartment but that was not intended like he the he as an actor d- destroyed it to the 100% where maybe he should have done it what 20% I don't know <laughs> so they couldn't re- they couldn't actually repurpose the set that he destroyed they had to they have to modify the the scenes to uh to work with this it's shambles it looks like a what a crackhead's house what would you describe it as yeah it's, yeah no that's that's good <laughs> so i mean their budget couldn't afford to replace the stuff that this 24 year old cage <laughs> had destroyed <laughs> so it makes the film good though um apparently um he you know on the on the cover he's in like under a bed or what uh, a couch and I think that was something they had to modify again don't please no one like hold me hold me <laughs> accountable don't, no one sue me for this comment but um that yeah the the, the, the set being destroyed had to be um adjusted and mm. yeah it was interesting um outside of that nothing else really you know I think when I, I was listening to other people's um, research and utilizing that for, for my own little cool discussion points, even for this, a lot of it's opinionated. Uh, someone said they hated this film and they didn't like it. And that annoyed me a lot. I really <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening sometimes. This is my first podcast interview and I'm really grateful. And, and I, uh, I just want to speak about how much joy it brought me. And it really, really did. does. Well- well, that's good because that kind of leads to the next part. How, when you're wanting to turn someone on to this film, how do you pitch it to them? Give them that final pitch for it. Well, outside of everything I've just said, if you like dark humor, um, if you like, if you if you like comedy and you like horror, watch this. It's it's worth it. I had it's a gem in my life. I. I know people like serious horror, like Halloween. And I mean, all those are really horror, but this is more, there's, this is, I don't want to call it goofy. It deserves a better word than that. (laughs) This is something you'll, you'll laugh at. You can relate to in a sense, like it's a, it's, you'll laugh because it's a human, uh, human-esque. It's, there's no murder. We don't laugh at murder because we want to murder, but we laugh at, the human error which is in this a lot <laughs> so um that's what i like it's it can you relate to it in a, in enough of a way that um it's just uh enjoyable without making you uncomfortable but uh 
but yeah, I mean, um, just, and it's Nicolas Cage. If you like him, boom, like I, I haven't seen all of his films and I, if I ever met him in person, I, I would say this is, I wouldn't, I've never seen Face Off and everyone tells me to watch it. And the more I hear about it, I don't. Um, so if someone hears this and hears me saying, watch this, I don't blame you for not, but uh, if you like comedy, it's it's really good. Um, so that's my pitch. Laugh, laugh and enjoy. And, and you have an in at um, tagging me and your experience at it. And I will fangirl cheerlead about it for the <laughs> remainder of whatever conversation we have. <laughs> And I'll just say, for my money, it's got the best rendition of the alphabet ever. Oh my gosh, yes. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z! Yeah, there's the GIFs, 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 whatever, the things, the fun images from this film, um... I, I will say, uh, if someone recognizes what I'm talking about, I get excited. But yeah, there's some gems. And gosh, there's one character in Alma who just gets, she's the punching bag of the whole movie. Yeah. And everyone feels bad. Like she's there as like a sympathetic note. And I think maybe, like I said earlier, with the humanesque, like you, everyone being able to relate to it. Um, it really like, I think it boils down to her and how, you know, your boss treats you, how the world treats you, um, how you, how you approach a problem. I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's a movie about life and it's also horror and it's, it's great. It's, (laughs) it's my cup of tea and and the New York fans have at it. It's all in New York. Ooh. And the therapist in it, her voice. (laughs) How is she not famous? Her voice is like the Gilbert Gottfried of <laughs> female. I don't know. It's horrible. It's it's great and it's bad. <laughs> anyway, there's my guys. There's my pitch. Right. I end on that note. Gilbert. Yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah. Good note to end on. I think that's a good way to end it. So yeah, that's pretty much gonna wrap this one up. Why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you online? Well, um, I'm exclusive to Twitter, so no Insta, nothing else on, on the social side, but sure, S-H-O-R-R-O-R is uh, my my name. My handle has a, um, oh gosh, what are they called? Um, the Oh, underscore. The underscore? <laughs> underscore. Uh, I've never had to really explain my handle to anyone out loud before. I've just used my keyboard. Yes, S-H-O-R-R-O-R, sure. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter only um, and hang out. I just like to chit-chat. Um, I don't know. I, I'm i just there to be be cool, I guess, and hang out and uh, yeah, whatever. That's it. That's all I got. No, no, no. Follow me on anything else. Just, just hang out with me. All right, that sounds good. And as always, you can follow the show at YNF Movie Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to come back next week as we keep it going. And I'll be joined by Kevin and Aaron from the podcast that wouldn't die, and we'll be talking about Rosemary's Baby. Until then, you guys take care. Talk to you next time. <laughs>